road, but we're on the road for God. That's what we are. It's uh, so good to be with you guys. Uh, we're traveling cross country doing some ministry work. Uh, thanks to God. Thanks to you. Um, but anyway, we're with you this morning, and uh, it's so good to be with you this morning. Uh, Shanita is uh, going to be coming on with us soon. Good morning, TV. Good morning, YouTube. Uh, God bless you, Shelly. So good to have you. So what are we talking about this morning? We're going to be talking about, well, this is close to 4th of July. People talk about freedom. You know, now your country probably doesn't celebrate 4th of July uh, because, well, the, you didn't have a civil war, you didn't have uh, uh, World War One, World War Two, these different wars maybe, but still 4th of July they say is celebrated for freedom even though people now are, you know, they're getting drunk and having barbecues and they have no concept of what freedom is. But we're talking about freedom. We're going to be talking about freedom. The question is, are you free and am I free? Right, and I'm gonna entitle this broadcast, this this meeting this morning, "Angels with Dirty Faces." And this was a movie uh, that that uh, James Cagney starred in, along with uh, Humphrey Bogart. And it was about a bunch of uh, boys at a boys' camp who got locked up. You know, they did uh, uh, crimes in in their youth, and. Uh, I, I, and then these boys grow up. Now, one boy grows up to be a, a pastor. The other boy grows up, Jimmy Cagney, to be a criminal. All right. He uh, is an angel with dirty face. And I'll explain what that means a little bit later. He does something at the end of the movie that is pretty amazing. Okay, pretty amazing. He, he, he takes a step of faith. And this is what I want to talk about this morning. So I hope you guys are well. I hope you got your coffee. And uh, we're going to ask God this morning, Lord, be with us, come into this space, into this place, and give us, give us the information that we need to have this morning. There's people out there, Father, that come, they want to be blessed, they need to be healed, we're expecting it, we're believing it, and we're trusting in you, and we're thanking you for it ahead of time. All right. Uh, good morning, J.H., uh, Shelley, good morning, uh, grab your coffee. And, uh, all right, so act of faith, I want to talk about that. You know, we're all looking for a miracle, but the question is, are you looking for a miracle? Hi, Deborah. Are you looking for a miracle? Or are we just waking up every morning, going from here to there and there to here, expecting the same old thing every day because we're doing the same old thing every day? Folks, we want a miracle. God's people are expecting a miracle. And what is a miracle? A miracle will set you free. But here's the definition. I'm going to make this definition up because I believe it's from God. It's basically the act of the supernatural invading the natural. Now, I don't know what Webster says. I don't care what Webster says. And I sure don't care what Wikipedia says a miracle is. But I'm telling you right now, it is the supernatural invading the natural. That is a miracle. That's when all circumstances say that it's not possible. That's when all the odds are stacked against you. That's when everyone says it ain't going to work. Forget it. Don't, don't go there. And all of a sudden, God intervenes and boom, the supernatural happens. It's a miracle. 
And this is, folks, what we need to do every day as Christians. We need to wake up, and the first thing we need to say, thank you, God. Forgive me, Lord. Now I'm expect expecting my miracle. All right? Now don't remember, don't forget to thank God first and ask God to forgive you and forgive me. We ask on a daily basis for repentance. Good morning, Betty. Good morning, all. So we wake up. I always thank God. Then I ask God to forgive me, you know, <laughs> help align me with his purpose, help put my purpose with his purpose. I ask God for that. But then I ask for a miracle. I said, God, I have a miracle. I need a miracle, and you need a miracle. I said, David, I, I don't know if I need a miracle or not. You don't know if you need a miracle because you haven't been expecting a miracle. You see, we've been brainwashed. You go to church on Sunday, Wednesday night, whatever. And we've been brainwashed to think that we have to do these things in order to get certain things. No. We're going to talk about what we have to do to get the miracle. But the worst thing is we've been brainwashed that the church has not put in our faces that we have the right to miracles because we're God's children. Now, I have a, I have a uh, theory on why churches don't talk about miracles much. Because if you get too many miracles, you're going to have the miracle of opening your eyes and realizing that that church that you're in is probably apostate. See, churches, many churches want to control. Religion has to control people. So therefore, they don't want to deal with miracles because miracles they can't control. Because it's God's territory. Right? God's territory. So we're going to talk about a little old lady that expected a miracle and got it. And it's amazing. And I love to tell this story. All right. I love it. I absolutely love it. Before I tell the story, I want to tell you another story. I was going through Mexico about 20 some odd years ago, driving through Mexico. And I passed through this village and uh, I got a drink and they had mentioned to me about a miracle. There was a miracle happening in town. It had been happening for 20 years. And uh, I said, well, I want to see this miracle. And it just so happens they took me over to this little hut, this little lady. And they had to translate because, you know, she didn't speak English, spoke Spanish. But I said, what's the miracle? They said, well, she said, and they translated, I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer over 15 years ago. Now, the lady had to be, I don't know, 75, 80 years old. She said, I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer some 15 years ago. I said, okay. And she said it was stage four. And I go, whoa, stage four. Well, let, me, let me add this up. Stage four cancer. It was 15 years ago. Uh, excuse me, maybe I'm missing something. When they diagnose you with stage four cancer, it's not like maybe you got six months to live, maybe, maybe a year, maybe a miracle might happen a year, two years. But wait a minute, we're talking 15 years for the lady. They said, yes, 
for 15 years the doctor has been examining her every three or four months saying she's still in stage four cancer but she's alive and kicking and well and happy and look at her a miracle a miracle I said, well, why doesn't she just get healed? And they said, well, uh, you see, the main thing is, and she, she was telling me, that if I was healed completely, I wouldn't be giving God the glory for 15 years. So, folks, you see what I'm saying? Uh, God kept her in stage four cancer. At least the doctor said it was stage four, and I don't trust much of that stuff. But as long as she's in stage four and alive and well and a miracle for 15 years, God has been glorified. Whereas if she was healed 15 years ago, maybe she wouldn't wake up. Maybe she wouldn't remember that uh, she had to praise God every day and tell God about the miracle. But she said, because you're here, sir, it's proof that God's glory is marching forth. Amen, J.H. Amen. You see what I'm saying? So, folks, the miracle is that you praise God when the miracle happens. Because just to get a miracle without praising God and understanding it is a miracle is not really a miracle. Oh, it is the supernatural invading the natural, but it's not giving God the glory. So he kept her in quote, stage four cancer. But I wanna to go to a, a story about a woman who didn't stay in stage four terminal condition which is what she had I want you to go with me to mark 5 25 34 Mike mark 5 25 34 folks as you can see we're on the road let me explain something to you God told me almost a year ago he said David I want you to go on Sunday morning and start speaking and, and I want you to start talking to my people. And I cry because no matter where I go and what I do, God always provides. Now, I'm in the back of a truck this morning. We didn't know if we'd have internet. We prayed and got it at the last minute. And folks, this is a miracle, okay? The enemy didn't want us to come together. So I'm praising God for this miracle. And that's why tears are coming to my eyes. Because when God said, I will provide, you just get up and do what I tell you to do. Okay. And we've been with you for almost a year every Sunday. I don't know, maybe eight months. I can't remember. But we're in the back of a truck. I don't care if I'm in the back of a truck. I don't care if I'm in the back of a building. I don't care if I'm in the back of whatever. I'm going to do my best to come to God's people every Sunday because I made that vow to God. And sometimes it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Sometimes, matter of fact, today I, I just almost gave up. I said, Lord, I can't do this anymore. It's, it's, there's too, I can't get a signal. I, I don't have a place. I, you know, and God said, calm down. What did I tell you? I want to show you a miracle. And this is a miracle that we're together. So these words, I think, that we're reading in Scripture and the words that's being spoken and the chat that's going on, folks, they're miracles. I want you to understand miracles. All right.
God works in my life the same way. Glory to the Most Highest. J.H. God bless you. Okay, Mark 25, Mark 5, 25, 34. A woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. Now, Jesus was walking through town with his disciples all around him, kind of like an entourage. At this time, Jesus was pretty well known. But this one lady, this one woman, she was an older woman. She heard that this, that the, that the, uh, uh, that this man was coming through town called Jesus that was healing people that was performing miracles verse 26 she had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had yet instead of getting better she grew worse she had lost all of her money she had given it to doctors she had went from doctor to doctor and she had gotten nothing but worse folks have you ever had that situation you have a bad circumstance and it just goes from bad to worse you spent all your money you go to the doctors they say there is no hope you've got this disease live with it I'm telling you this morning you're going to be delivered you don't have to live with anything less than a miracle in your life you are God's child each and every one of you I have a heart for you because a lot of you are suffering I know I suffer but we, we are the ones that inherit the miracles. It's not the world. You look at the world and you say, God, the world is, there's so many miracles happening to people that don't know you. No, these aren't miracles from God. These miracles are from Satan. It's like dark coises, my 91-year-old mom made it and God bless you. Folks, you look at the world and you see these, quote, miracles, that's from Satan. God does not bless the world. He blesses his children. He so loved the world, he gave his only son. You must understand that when you see good things happening to bad people, that is not God blessing bad people because, well, I don't know, I just feel sorry for them. They're just bad people. They'll come around eventually. God doesn't work that way. You're a parent. I'm a parent. You don't go outside your household and bless other kids before you bless your children, especially kids that are running rampant, living like hell. God's the same way. You have God's character. God, look, God's a God of miracles. And the way I see it, there's a lot of miracles God has supposed to have been doing these past years, and he's got a whole bucket full of miracles waiting to go out because people have not asked for them. Why? Because well, we're going to talk about why because they don't do that's why but let's look at this we're in mark 5 25 34 1 verse 27 when she the woman the issue of blood she was sick she had heard about jesus she came up behind him in the crowd listen and touched his cloak because she thought if i could just touch his clothes i will be healed let's break this down she's an older lady kind of an outcast in society I would say little old lady not much strength remember she had the issue of blood probably barely couldn't move but she got through the crowd and folks I'm guessing this is not you know 
two people in front of Jesus. I'm guessing this is a huge crowd. Maybe 20, 30, 40, I don't know, maybe 100 people. But she got through the crowd. Now, here's the other miracle. When they see an old lady like this trying to get to Jesus, usually they're going to stop her. Because I'm sure a lot of people tried to get to Jesus. They guarded him. But she got through. Not only did she get through, but she touched his garment. She reached out. She grabbed it. Okay, let's, let's analyze this. First, she believed. She believed that Jesus was a provider of miracles, that Jesus could heal her. She believed it. Number two is she thought it. What did she think? Verse 28, because if, because she thought, if I can just touch his clothes, I'll be healed. Now, folks, why would she think that? Why would she think she would have to touch him to be healed? Why couldn't she run up to him, get in front of him and say, Jesus, would you heal me? I believe that if she would have done that, Jesus would have looked at her and said, Why are you asking if I can heal you? Don't you know I can heal you? See, too many of us are asking Jesus to do something. And first of all, we shouldn't be asking Jesus for anything. What? No, you don't pray to Jesus. You pray to the Father in Jesus' name. You want something? You ask the Father in Jesus' name. You want to be guided? That's the Holy Spirit. See, too many people are, are going to Jesus, getting on their knees, begging Jesus to do something, and Jesus isn't paying any attention because he's already done it. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment. What has he done? Well, see, she knew that it wasn't enough for her to get there in front of him and beg. She knew she had to touch him. God wants us to touch the cloak of Jesus, to do something. It was an act of faith. Verse 29, immediately her bleeding stopped and she left and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. The minute she touched him, she was healed immediately. Let me explain something about touching. When Jesus turned around and said, who touched me? There's other uh, accounts of this in scripture. Jesus said, what do you mean, who touched me? I mean, the, the, the disciples said, what do you mean, who touched me? The disciples said, there are a lot of people touched you, master. A lot of people touched you. No, no, no. Jesus said, I don't mean who bumped up against me. I want to know who touched me. Who intentionally came up and touched me? You see, folks, there's too many Christians out there bumping up against Jesus. Bumping up means to go to church and to think you're okay. Bumping up means doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. That's bumping up to Jesus. No. This woman touched Jesus. Jesus said, I want to know who touched me. Who intentionally came out and grabbed me. She was healed. She was healed. Immediately. And once Jesus realized that power had gone out of him, then he turned around to the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? See? 
Who touched my clothes? Verse 31, you see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you ask, who touched me? Yeah. God wants to know who is intentionally reaching out and touching me. Jesus is our heavenly attorney, says J.H. Absolutely. He represents us. Perhaps you need a miracle in your life. In just a moment, we're going to, well, we're expecting those miracles right now. But we're going to talk about how to open the door for a miracle. Disciples said, "Who? what do you mean who touched you? Look around. There's a lot of people here. Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. Now, folks, once we get our miracle, we need to fear God and get to God's feet and eat some carpet and say, thank you, almighty God, for this miracle that you've given me. Too many of us ask for something, we get it, and we forgot who it came from. I will say it again. Too many of us ask for something, we get it, and we forget who it came from. How do we know we forget? Because we don't give him the honor, the glory. I always like to say to people, God willing, especially people that don't know the Lord, because it usually opens up a, a door. What do you mean, God willing, they might say. And I'll say, well, if God doesn't will it, I don't want it. Or they won't say anything, but you know what? They're thinking it. I said, if God wills, but God wills that miracles happen. God wants a miracle for you. He wants a miracle for me. He is a God of miracles, not for the world, but for his people. For his children. Verse 34, he said to her daughter, Tanti, the old lady, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Be freed from your suffering. Now, Jesus didn't say, Daughter, you're welcome that I healed you. You're most likely welcome. Glad to do it. He didn't say that at all. Let's read again what he did say. Verse 34. Your faith has healed you. What? But I thought I need to go to Jesus and get the healing. Well, yes and no. You can go to Jesus all you want. But if you don't have faith, it's just useful to be out there flying a kite. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, people laugh at me, but I'm telling you right now that if you go to Jesus, you ask him for something and you don't believe he can do it, you just will go fly a kite or I don't know, go play golf, go throw a ball because it's not going to do you any good. Well, David, I... I go to church and I ask God this and I ask God that and uh, you know I, I go to deliverance ministry I went to deliverance and I'm 
asking God this. I, you can ask God all you want. Go to all the deliverance ministries you want. There'll be no deliverance until, until there is belief. Let's talk about that. Belief. Let's go to Hebrews 6, 11, 6. Hebrews 11, 6. Uh, Ronald says, that's why we go from faith to truth. Absolutely. Faith leads us into truth. Truth leads us into faith. They're connected. Hebrews 11.6 And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. Let me say that again because it's so important, folks. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. Can I get an amen? Jesus said to the woman, your faith has healed you. Really important. I'm sitting here giving this sermon, giving this broadcast, and all of a sudden I get a signal. I get a signal on the phone. It says overheated temperature, too hot. The temperature, it's too hot. Now tell me that is not Satan. All of a sudden, Satan comes in and starts melting down this phone. Melting down this phone, and I'm praying over it. I'm praying. I need, I, I believe, I'm touching your garment, God. I need a healing. I need a miracle to happen. I need this phone to come back on. And all of a sudden, it comes back on. You guys let me know. Are we still on? I need to know that. Are we still on? Somebody chat me and say, David, you're back. You know something? God's not gonna let, let this message, he's not going to allow, he's not going to allow Satan to take out this message. He's not going to allow Satan to take out this message. Are we back on? You're on, do you wanna go to say it or turn? Yes. We are back on. David, you're back. Man, what a testimony. You know what? I started freaking out when this happened. I started freaking out when this happened. But let me tell you something. I'm glad it did happen. I'm glad it did happen. Thank you so much. Thank you, Shanita. Appreciate it. Um, I'm glad it did happen. Welcome back. All right. So, I'm sitting here talking, talking about you must have faith. You must have faith. You can believe all you want. Let me say that again, folks. You can believe all you want, but if you don't have faith, if you do not have faith that God can deliver the miracle, then it's not going to do you any good. That's right, Jage. Satan is at work. Satan is at work. So once again, you guys, we got disconnected. We got kind of cut out here. But I'm kind of glad it happened because I want to show you how God works, these miracles. 
All of a sudden, I'm sitting there, I'm preaching about God's miracle, and all of a sudden, the phone out of nowhere, this phone says, it cuts out, it says, temperature too hot. This is Satan coming against the Word of God, and we rebuke you, Satan, in Jesus' name, we rebuke you, we cast you out, in Jesus' name, you have no right to be here. Say, David. say David. Maybe that's not true. Oh, is the audio distorted? Okay. Let's try this. Well, I'm going to tell you it's true. The reason is because I have another phone sitting over here that didn't get hot. And explain that. If it's the temperature. Folks, it was hot where I am, but it's not that hot. This is Satan coming against God's word. Anyway, we're going to move forward. Okay, so how are we doing with sound? Give me a thumbs up if the sound is good. Let me know. Uh, our, is thumbs up on sound. Let me have a thumbs up. All right, here we go. All right. So we were talking about without faith. If you don't have faith, it sounds like Betty, amen, the sound is good. Okay. Let me hear on, on the last evangelist if we've got good sound there. Right. Sounds like a robot. Underwater. Okay, let's 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 see what we got here. Okay. Alright, let's fix that. How's that? Is that any better? Should be a little bit better. Okay, thank you. Thank you. We need to pray. Everybody need to pray. Pray over this this broadcast. Okay, it's better. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. We thank you. All right, now we're back to good. Praise God. All right, praise God. Okay, so the woman touches Jesus' garment, touches Jesus' garment, and she is healed. It's not because Jesus healed her. It's because of her faith. He said, your faith has made you whole. It's good now. Okay, sound is good now. Everything's good. It is our faith. Hebrews 11, 6, without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So perhaps you need a miracle. Perhaps there's something in your life. See, David, I, I've been sick. I've been hurting, I, I'm lonely. My family doesn't talk to me. I'm having a problem with unforgiveness. Somebody's hurt me. But right now you can get your miracle. It's a time for miracles right now. 
God wants you to have your miracle. Amen. He wants you to go from here to here. Folks, God is not a God that wants to see his kids play in the gutter. God is not a God that when you look and you see the world getting blessed financially uh, and in all other ways, so it seems, that is not God blessing the world. That is Satan deceiving them with counterfeit. God is ready to give you a miracle. He wants me to have my miracle, but how can we have it if we first don't look and say, there's the man from Galilee. If I can get through the crowd, if I can go in and just touch his robe, I will be healed. Jesus said, I can feel the power coming out of me. He turned, called it the virtue. It came out of him into her. It left his blood into her blood. Yes, Clay, we're praying for your family and Denise and Candace. And this is the key. We must believe in order to please God. We must be believers when we come and ask for something. Children, you ever look at a child? If you tell them pretty much anything, they'll, they'll believe it. They can ask you for anything and they're going to believe they're going to get it. And then we grow up and then we start analyzing and, you know, coming up with all these cockamamie ideas. And, and then there's no room for miracles. There's no room for the supernatural to invade the natural. Why? Because we want to kind of control the natural just to, just to, to, to keep our comfort level. But you see, it's all about the blood. She knew that in order for her, her blood to be restored, she needed to touch God's blood, the blood of Jesus. And she went in and she touched him. And the power of his blood came out and it came into her blood and she was healed supernaturally. It's all about the blood. We're gonna be praying for you this morning. But before we pray, we, let's go to the Lord and praise him with this song. Now we've seen the acts of the miracles of how Satan wanted to take out this broadcast. But how God says, uh, -uh ain't gonna happen. My, my children are gonna have their miracle. Are you washed in the blood? Mm -hmm. Are you washed in the blood? In the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments Victoria needs a miracle. God's going to give you a miracle to get out of debt, Victoria. God bless you. Yes, His power, power, wondrous working power 
in the blood of the Lamb. Let's praise Him this morning. Yes, His power, power, wondrous working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other font I know. The blood of Jesus, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Are you washed in the blood, in the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are you garments spotless of a white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Talk about angels with dirty faces. You're an angel. I'm God's angel. I mean, I'm talking, when I say angel, I mean his loved one. We're his children. We're his little angels. You know how you call your children little angels? We're that to God. But the question is, do you have dirt on your face? Have you not been washed in the blood? You say, David, I have. I'm saved. But you know, we need to understand on a daily basis that God's blood, God's blood purifies and cleanses. It did on a one-time event. But I believe it continues. You see, because God's blood is alive and it still flows, and we need to understand that there's still power in his blood so right now father i'm asking that we get washed we get washed in the blood in the soul cleansing blood of the lamb your children are crying for a miracle this morning some need to get out of debt some have families that are shattered many are sick lord we're asking for this miracle right now we're believing it and when we receive it, we will shout to the mountains, you are God. And we praise you and we thank you. Blood of the Lamb, are your garments spotless of the white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Right now, you have an altar right where you are. At your home, in your bedroom, in your living room, in the kitchen. Maybe you're at work. Maybe you're on the road driving. Pull over right now. Find a place between you and God. Let's get on our knees and say, Lord, I'm trusting in you. I'm touching your garment right now. But I'm believing that my faith is going to heal me. get washed in the blood, in the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb. 
Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Right now as you kneel, perhaps your head's bowed, perhaps you're looking up to heaven, perhaps there's tears running down your eyes. God sees you. And right now, Father, we're commanding a healing upon your people. We're commanding debt-free. We're commanding that families be restored. Now, for those out there right now that are suffering from demonic attacks, demons are afraid of the blood of Jesus. They tremble. name of Jesus Christ, demon, you have no right to your children, the demon of addiction, the demon of molestation, the demon of anger, the demon of fear, the demon of anxiety, you are cast back to hell. You will not return. You do not prevail. My God prevails because we're washed in the blood. I love you guys and I appreciate being with you this morning. Are your garments spotless of the white snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? You know, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, Shanita wasn't able with us, or to be with us, we're on the road. Uh, you can see the attacks we've gotten, but God has prevailed. God has given us our miracle. Um, I believe God has given you a miracle this morning. If he has, I want you to email me at david at davidhevener.tv. Put in the subject, miracle, okay? If you need prayer, put in there prayer. We wanna pray for you. If you would like to start praying for this ministry, supporting this ministry, please go to davidhevener.tv forward slash give or call 844-806-0006 or you can even text the word chosen, I like that word, chosen to 91. 999. I say this every week. I hope you don't get tired of me doing it, but the, we may have new people that come on every week and they don't hear this. And that's why I, I want to say this. Uh, thank you, Clay. God bless you. Uh, Last Evangelist team. God bless you. Um, I want to give you these. If you don't have the money, I want to give them to you. If you really don't have the money, eight hours of, of, of uh, interviews I've done with people like L.A. Marzuli, Russ Dizdar, the late great, um, and uh, uh, Lisa Haven, uh, I mean, it just goes on and on. Eight hours of footage about the Antichrist, what's happening these last days, astral projection, program multiples. Pick this up. Here's the first episode, The Last Evangelist, episode one. Uh, you can get that, plus band videos I have here on with me and Michael Lake and Lisa Haven. Uh, and uh, by the way, episode two and three is almost finished. We could use your help. Go to lastevangelist.com and uh, help donate with that. Here's my two new books. It's about the story of my life in Hollywood, program multiples, mind control. And what's happening now, folks, is just horrendous. Uh, my book on true power, how to use it in your la in these last days. Um, please go to David at davidhevener.tv forward slash uh, order. And um, thank you so much. Uh, thank you, uh, Christian. He has all-star lineup in that DVD. Um, and uh, call 844-806-0006 if you really can't afford it. I want you to have it anyway. Uh, but please, if you can afford it, 
And if you'd like to donate, we really need your help. We need your help in prayer. We need your help financially. Um, will I ever come to Canada? I <coughs> Once uh, Trudeau is gone, <coughs> you know what? If God calls me to Canada, if you call me to Canada, I'll come to Canada. Because you know what? Greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. So the answer is yes, if it's God's will. I will go any place on the planet, any place on the planet to preach the gospel, to be with God's kids, and for us to be together and praise God together. I will, I will do it, okay? Uh, I don't want to do it. A lot of times, you know, you don't want to do things, but I've committed to it. I'm, I'm committed to God, committed to you. Um, boy, we've had a journey this morning. Let me tell you something, a journey. It's been crazy. God's tried to take us out here. It says, such big warfare in Canada, uh, Victoria says, you know what? Let's pray about coming to Canada. And if you have an area that you would like for me to come and maybe do a, a Sunday morning uh, broadcast or even Monday evening, let me know. And if I can afford it and I can do it, I'll come to your place, gather a few people and we'll praise God and we'll go before the throne and we'll expect miracles. Are you washed in the blood, in the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb? Your garments spotless, are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? I love you guys. I appreciate you all. Uh, yeah, go to the capital. I tell you what, capital I want to go to. I want to go to the capital of God. I, that's the capital that uh, that I that I want to go to. Uh, I'm going to take just two minutes here before we close. And if you guys have anything in chat you'd like to relate to me, I'm here for you. I I uh, I want to know what it is. I but that's a good idea. If if you've got ideas on me coming to your area, uh, let me know because uh, we'll take it to the road. And we've been doing that anyway to a certain extent, all right? Okay, love you guys. Remember, if you wanna get in touch with me, david at davidhevener.tv. Uh, if you haven't signed up for davidhevener.tv, go to David Heavener TV, and we have over 900 original programs, 900 original programs, all right? Um, so uh, go sign up please, if you would, and become a member. David at davidhevener.tv. Uh, looks like uh, Wingood says, please come to Austin, Texas. I love Texas. Uh, let me know. I'll, I'll come there in a heartbeat. Where else can we go? Anybody? Uh, yeah. God bless you. Thank you so much, Winged. Um, all right. I love you guys. Have a great day. Uh, the Lord will come through you. Hold tight. Pray love you god bless you victoria we love you guys you all have a great day god bless you oh don't forget to subscribe and share i keep forgetting about that because uh, social media keeps coming against me and i keep forgetting to keep the audience going subscribers whatever you can call it but yeah thumbs up if you would subscribe and um and be with us. But also catch us on davidhevener.tv, folks. You can catch this broadcast free on Monday morning, uh, Monday evening, 7 p.m., and also on Sunday at uh, 11 a.m. Uh, uh, and all this is Eastern Standard Time. All right. And don't forget about the um, uh, Therefore Conference. Uh, I am going. 
Uh, I will be there speaking. Uh, it is the last of July, and uh, I think Shanita will put that in chat, how to get in touch. I want to see you there if you can. God bless you guys. Mike Spaulding, Kathy Spaulding's putting it on. Some great warriors in Christ. I love them. Big part of this ministry for sure. All right. God bless you all. Love you.